Hello, I'm Gabriel Steg from Paris, and I'm here in Chicago at the American Heart Association Scientific Sessions. I'm joined today by Dr. Stephen Nichols from the Cleveland Clinic. And Dr. Nichols is presenting at the late-breaking clinical trial sessions on Wednesday the results of a very important trial called the ACERT trial. So what is ACERT? So ACERT is actually the first study in coronary artery disease patients that looks at the lipid effects, safety and tolerability of a novel drug that actually turns on expression of APOA1, the major protein on HDL. So what, you know, the rationale for this is, as you know, there's a lot of interest in HDL. The big question is, how do we go about doing it? We'll hear a lot at this meeting about, in fact, doing it many other ways, CTP inhibition and profoundly raising HDL. And, and most of the ways of targeting HDL, in fact, look at blocking different pathways. But something that we've asked ourselves for decades has been, could we simply just turn the process on? Could you upregulate the major protein expression and just turn on reverse cholesterol transport? So in other words, turning on APOA1 production. And so while that's been an area of enormous interest, we haven't been able to find a drug that could do it. So we finally have a drug called RVX208. It selectively induces a hepatic expression of APOA1. So, it, so by definition, it will increase the native LDL of the subject. Exactly. With their own properties. Exactly. So in fact, the very early studies in animals and then subsequently healthy volunteers, if you administer the drug at fairly high doses for a very short period of time, you see an increase in APOA1 levels, an increase in HDL, but you predominantly see an increase in what we call pre-beta HDL, the very lipid deplete forms. These are the nascent particles that are very effective at promoting cholesterol efflux. So we really then wanted to say, okay, well, what happens if we give the drug to patients with coronary disease? Because that's ultimately the target population moving forward. And that's exactly what we did in the ACERT study. So what was the trial and what did you find? So in the ACERT study, we took 299 patients. They all had stable disease. They were all on a statin. We treated them for 12 weeks with either placebo or RVX208 at either 100, 200, or 300 milligrams a day for 12 weeks. The primary endpoint of the study was looking at levels of APOA1. In fact, the primary endpoint was looking at the increase in APOA1 at each dose compared with placebo. And at none of those doses did we achieve a statistically significant effect. But if you looked across the dosing range, it did appear that there was a dose-dependent increase in APOA1 by up to 5.6% at the highest dose. And that trend did achieve statistical significance. So then we looked at other lipid parameters. We see that there's a dose-dependent increase in HDL cholesterol by about 8.3% at the highest dose. And when we do some more novel tests of HDL to look at the size and the charge of the HDL particles, we in fact see that there's a 20% increase in the large form of HDL particles and an 8% increase in what we call alpha-1 HDL. And why those findings are important is because the framing data plus data from the niacin study suggests that it's those large HDL particles that are particularly important in terms of their association with cardiovascular protection. Did you measure uh, any form of uh, cholesterol efflux or uh, actually total uh, cholesterol output in the feces or things like that? Not in this study. So in the very preliminary studies where we saw increases in A1 and pre-beta HDL, we in fact uh, looked at the efflux potential of the serum and it looks like that is enhanced. But I think you raise a very important question because looking at the lipid levels is only one part of the story. Ultimately what we really want to know is does this facilitate cholesterol transport? So does it turn the system on? And we think the fact that your HDL gets bigger probably means that it is. Uh, the next step for us will in fact be to look at the level of the artery wall because we think that if it's turning on, 
the reverse cholesterol transport pathway, then in theory, cholesterol should leave the plaque, the plaque should get smaller and we should see regression. So in fact, that's what we're going to do as the next step using intravascular ultrasound. And that's a field you know And that's pretty a field, well. field I know fairly well. Now, I think it's important to realize that the, the magnitude of the increase may seem low, but actually the epidemiological evidence suggests that a modest increase in HDL actually translates into twice the decrease in incidence of cardiovascular disease. So a Absolutely, and, and in fact, we also have data both from the statins and with the fibrates that very small changes in HDL levels, five, six, seven percent, um, appear to predict the benefit of those therapies uh, at the level of the vessel wall and clinical outcomes. So modest changes may be very important. The other thing is that we, we don't know how reliable these markers are as a reflection of cholesterol transport. And so that's why I'm very interested in getting to the artery wall because I ultimately think it's a great biomarker. If you are enhancing cholesterol mobilization, i.e. lipid out of the vessel wall back to the liver, then your plaque should look better. And, and so hopefully we'll see that when we start to image the arteries of patients with coronary disease. Well, congratulations on a great study. Thank you. Thank you. Mm -hmm.